0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. It occurs to me that I never ask you about your dog. And maybe it's because, you know, we're we're recording and we waited a bit so that your dog could do all of the necessary dog type things that dogs need to do. How is hashtag Oscar? Yes.
1: Um, Oscar is good. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, I was all set to go ready to record, uh, full transparency as always on the DDT wrestling podcast. We were all getting ready to record. I was sitting down at my computer. I had my water. I had my bowl of uh, buffalo wing flavored pretzels. I was ready to get started. And I hear the dog scratching at the front door. A, meaning I want to go out and do business. And two, meaning, hey, it's after three o'clock. Why won't you fuckers feed me? So, you know, I, I, I contemplated closing my office door and... Just saying, ah, Mrs. Manson can handle it. But then, uh, on behalf of the the, the the fact that we are recording and it is, it, it was 3.15, now it's 3.30, I said, she's sitting in her office at her desk legitimately doing work. Meanwhile, I am sitting down to record a podcast, you know, essentially, I know I've already sworn once on this show, but excuse the language, doing fuck all. I said, I don't really think I can get away with just closing the door and and proceeding to
0: podcast. So I did the
1: responsible dog parent thing.
0: I think we need to phrase it differently. You chose to be kind to your spouse. Let her have, you know, you chose to do this job so that she didn't have to. You don't have to talk about getting away with it. Like you chose to be kind. You chose kindness over getting away with it yeah which is okay. which is a positive thing
1: all right, right. It's, it's it's the quiet part that you don't say out loud you, you don't you just you say the other part right that's
0: that's how this works i'm more saying and and me being an only child i always have to mention the good things i do you're supposed to do the nice thing and not mention it at all just because it's the nice thing True. i do the nice thing and then go hey did you see how i did that nice thing You know, I went out before we recorded and I went to the local ice cream barn and I got ice cream. We're in the middle of a bit of a heat wave here and I bring home the ice cream, the majority of which is not for me because we have ice cream that I enjoy more in the freezer already. This was special soft serve ice cream that my wife wanted with the toppings and things. And so, you know, I get her the ice cream. She makes herself a cone. She says, thank you. She goes and sits down. I find out you're going to, you know, help Oscar do his business and or at least you're going to facilitate it. I don't think you actively help. Um and so I come out and I'm like, all right, I got 10 minutes. Hey, how's that ice cream? You know, seeking yet more, you know, publicly Doc Manson deserves more praise. But but privately, I am all about praise anywhere I can get it. So I was I was going
1: to bring that up. I was I was that was the thought process going on in my mind although I have made a tagline out of it over the course of these last you know, few years, um, DC actually lives that seeking praise
0: life. The Pope of positivity is a lovely public persona and I am mm. grateful. And, and I think it has made my life better to have that public persona because deep down I am a selfish conceited. It's all about me. Bastard.
1: <laughs> I mean, so, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, I've had yeah. that impression since, you yeah, know, the spiteful, day I met you so. spiteful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's for sure. If I could choose one word <laughs> to describe DC Matthews,
0: it wouldn't be spiteful, but it's up there. You know, it might be on the top the 10. 10 maybe.
1: Yeah,
0: it's up there in the top 10. Uh, but yes, so I am. I am glad to hear. That Oscar is doing well. I am glad to hear you chose to do the kind thing. I'm sure your wife appreciates it. Moving back a few steps, does that taste do the pretzels you're eating taste more like buffalo or taste more like wing? Is there a chickeny flavor to them or is it just the buffalo sauce?
1: I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's more than just the buffalo sauce. I feel like there's a smokiness that maybe gets imparted yeah, you could say that's from the spices, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you close your eyes, maybe there's a bit of wingy in there too. I don't okay. know.
0: I've been eating these buffalo veggie burgers, you know, and and conservatively I eat maybe four a week, which isn't bad. Okay. Yeah, uh, considering two, I have two as a meal, um, but it is just. The buffalo. You know, it says buffalo chicken. And yes, it looks like the chicken patty you remember from your school days, but it's just, you know, it's hot and it has, it kind of has a texture, I suppose, that you would associate with a chicken patty, which doesn't have the texture of chicken.
1: No, I suppose
0: not. So,
1: well, as long as you're
0: enjoying it and I, enjoying the buffalo, I have been enjoying quite a lot this week. I have not been enjoying the heat now you perhaps are lucky because you've been working from home and i i don't i think you have central air do you have central air we do so have you even noticed (laughs) that it's been hot out
1: i mean yes only because i regularly have to go out with the dog and i'll be honest you can't stay indoors with the central air all the time eventually the air just gets dry and stale and you just you long to go outside into a little bit of that humidity and so obviously we've got a nice deck out back covered so no direct sunlight i like to go out there for a little bit every afternoon um you know around lunchtime and spend at least an hour or so out in the heat but you know that's that's only really tolerable because i know that i will immediately be able to go back into the central air whenever i choose to So Mm -hmm. that's kind of cheating, I suppose. But I mean, I will say over the weekend, we had the same sort of heat that we've got now. And, you know, we went out just to run a few errands. And I got, yeah, the heat just takes it out of you. Even when you're not spending a ton of time out in it, it's just, oh, you feel gross and everything's all damp. And you, you get I don't know about you, but I always end up getting a headache and there's probably mm-hmm. still like you know residual pollen effects so allergies it's just yeah it's just it's like oh why do I ever go outside why yeah. and the heat doesn't help let me say it does not no
0: no we were we were up north for the weekend saturday was fine we were outside for a good portion of saturday afternoon and evening and there was no issues whatsoever uh sunday was rough my in-laws do not have air conditioning in their downstairs They have air conditioning in the bedrooms, but not downstairs. My father-in-law claims that because of the way he designed the house, uh, they don't need it, which is a liar, liar, pants on fire situation. Because we were only there for maybe an hour, and it was bad. What kind of home is it? Is it a raised ranch? No, it is a you know, it is a fairly typical. I I remember doing a project on the types of houses. I would call it a cape. Okay, I suppose. Yeah, I was
1: just curious because. My parents' house is like that, where they they retrofitted the house much later for mm-hmm. a central air system. And in, as opposed to banging up, breaking up the walls or floors to put in ducting, they only put ducting in on the top floor. Um, but as a raised ranch and the bottom half being brick, mm-hmm. um, that tends to do okay. Um, you know, the central air is plenty for the top floor. And, and with that brick and everything and the cool air settling low, their downstairs tends to stay fairly cool. Uh, so there's something to what your, 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 your Phil is saying, but, uh, maybe not in his particular setup. I don't know.
0: It's, you know, with a fan, it's fine. It's just, there were eight people in one relatively small living room. Cause that'll the, do it. You know, yep. The, my three-year-old nephew was up from North Carolina with his parents. Um, my wife's grandfather was there. So it, you know, it got a little much, um, uh, I'm curious, just totally pivoting, what was, did you enjoy your childhood home?
1: At the time? Sure.
0: Not, not. Yeah. Into, I'm talking solely the house, not the family dynamic, not the brother, not living with yeah, your parents. Yeah, no, it was fine. The was actual fine. raised, living in a raised ranch. What was downstairs? Was it a finished downstairs?
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole downstairs is a downstairs, so it's not really a basement. There's just, there is no basement. Um, yeah. So... There's not a lot of storage in a house like that. So that was maybe a limitation. Mm -hmm. One room downstairs was essentially just a junk room. But, you know, um, it was fine. It was fine. Did you have a living room
0: downstairs? Was it a like playroom? Yeah, living room,
1: the junk room, which was sort of also a playroom slash computer room slash video game room, came a catch all for the kids room, you know, for playing and stuff. And there's a laundry room down there as well. The type of raised ranch it was, uh, there was a door out to the garage. The garage was is part of the house, you know. Yep. So some so part of it, I guess, is unfinished because it's a garage. Um No, but, but that that I would
0: qualify that as being Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, but then, yeah, that's all it's down there. And then upstairs is like a more formal sitting room, a kitchen, a dining room, and uh down the hallway to the bedrooms. Yeah, and a few bedrooms, yeah.
0: Two, three?
1: Three bedrooms. Three.
0: Okay. So at no point you had to share a room with your brother? Only on vacations. Do I even want to ask how your brother's doing? Let let me rephrase. Do you even know how your brother's doing? I saw him last weekend. Okay. Did you embrace?
1: No. I went to my parents to pick up my hat because we're going on vacation next week. I left my hat there. Um, when I was helping my father take some trees down a few weeks back and sure. it's the only hat I own. And I like that hat and I wanted it for vacation. So I went down to get my hat up, I suppose. Um, and so I sat with my parents and, you know, for an hour or so, yep. helped my mom with her iPad technical questions. Yep. I'm um, going to order a case for her. I haven't done that. I should do that because she broke the stand on her case. Um, and you know, my brother, he had, this is going to sound funny. Maybe he has a cat. And my mom was saying, you know, the cat's kind of shy and you, you've experienced cats. At one point, my my mom was talking about the cat. She said, oh, she knows you're here. She's off. She's hiding in her room. Uh, she'll come out eventually when she feels like it. And in my head, I said, that statement could apply to either the cat or my brother.
0: Um, he knows you're here. He'll come out and acknowledge you if he feels like it.
1: And he did eventually come out, and I said hello, and he said hello, and then he went back in his room, and I didn't see him again. Okay. And that was that was as much as I know about my brother. There's my recap for this week. All you right. Make it a regular installment. It's going to be riveting,
0: exciting, I guarantee <laughs> you. Weekly check-in with Doc Bits' brother. This week, he said hello. You know who I did see
1: this last weekend that did more than say hello to me? I
0: don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about him.
1: Oh, okay.
0: No, that's right. How is GQ? I know you saw GQ.
1: Former friend of the show and current, I would say frenemy, but we're just going to go with enemy of the show. Full-blown enemy of the show gq he's doing great he brought me chinese food Yep,
0: i i i caught the tail end i missed the original invitation to there wasn't now, granted, one original now granted though. i was away so it didn't really matter at all but um but yeah all of a sudden gq texts the both of us and he's like so you know are we still doing tomorrow and i'm like uh what thinking so after you know, maybe.
1: we had our heart to heart the week before Yes. I just wanted GQ to know that I still loved him. You're a very good person. I not taking anything personally. You're
0: a very good And so good
1: I just sent him a quick message with a heart in it. And mm-hmm. I said, you, when you're free to hang out, you let me know. And Got it. the message came back was, what about Saturday? And I said, okay. And that was the last I heard of it. I kind of assumed that would, that would be the last I heard about it. But then, and
0: then he followed through.
1: Good. And he followed through the day before on that text message to both of us. So
0: there you I, go. I applaud you for being the bigger man and not taking it personally, (laughs) but because spiteful is one of the 10 words you would use. I am so taking it personally. GQ, you son of a bitch. You have to admit
1: though, um, in the top 10 words to describe doc Manson, spiteful is definitely in there also,
0: right? Not lately. If I go through the entire 20, you know, we're coming up on 20 years once this fall hits that we probably met each other. We've yeah, known each other true. now for almost 20 years and we've been um, friends
1: for maybe five.
0: <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I would say if I could take the 20 years as a whole, yes, Lately, I you've grown. I don't know if you found Buddhism. I don't know if you've got like a CBD oil regimen, but whatever it is the last few years, I've really seen, and I mean this sincerely, I have seen you sort of mature and become a much more, you know, supportive and open person. And and I I really do appreciate that. So I'm gonna blame I'm, it on the
1: drugs, but yeah, you know.
0: Hey, whatever you needed to get you through. I love GQ. I am glad the two of you got to see each other in a week we and a half or so.
1: Video games, we gorged on Chinese food. Is the Chinese food wonderful.
0: good from there cuz that the place he went to cuz GQ if in case you don't know lives less than 5 minutes from my parents. They are yeah, they I they can that. he can walk to my parents' house. Um if something ever happened to my parents, GQ would be the person I would call and be like I need you to get over there, you know, and make sure everything's okay. Um so is the food good? Because I've heard my parents mention it, but I don't think I've ever had it.
1: Um, it's way better than the Chinese food that we get near us. Okay, um, I'm trying to remember if it's better than what you get, though.
0: Because your the place wonton is pretty soup good can't too. be the wonton soup can't be better, but other stuff could be better.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've had the wonton soup from Europe. Yeah, I know I have, and it's quite yeah. good. Um, I just I can't remember. I would put them in the same echelon at least hey, because I'll take. I it. think they're both way better than the place we have.
0: So. Good. Um since we're transparent are you going to be on vacation during the time we would normally record next week? Yes. I only say that because I will be on vacation the time we record the week after that. So I don't know if we want to take a summer hiatus, I don't know if we want to do some, you know, we we have talked about the ranking show, we could do that and release it as a you know, special cross promotion DDT show. I don't know how you want to handle it some more DDT. I we could we could do that as well. I, you know, I'm open I can do a solo show next week. Um, you know, I could I could look into talking to the piece of business podcast perhaps, but oh. we have, so there there are options.
1: When are we gonna get the piece of business people onto this piece of business?
0: they are i'm going to be talking about them later in the episode um but oh. i do think i do think at some point we need to we need to discuss some some cross some cross promotion some so. cross
1: brand synergy yeah i, I can't so. wait to ride on someone else's coattails
0: they're doing very well they're doing are they? very Good well for them. i think so we I think not. so. They've had, they're, you know, they Glenn's. Glenn's got a Rolodex some high wide, so they've been reaching out and talking. They got other people that you know are joining them on their show. So there, it is great. an enjoyable listen. All right, so we discussed your childhood home. We discussed the heat wave. Um, are you a snow cone fan? Shaved I ice. haven't had
1: a snow cone since I was a child. But I would say in principle, I am a snow cone fan.
0: There's a place we go to this lovely place up north. So this lovely, like park area. You can see the water. It's lovely. Um, they had a little stand that they put a scoop of vanilla ice cream in the bottom of a you know, cup. And then they put a shaved ice on top of that. And you choose the flavors. Um, it sounds odd. It was delicious. Sounds all right.
1: I can't complain about that.
0: Strawberry and lemons, shaved ice over vanilla ice cream. Delightful.
1: I'm glad that you enjoyed it. That sounds
0: quite lovely. Are you heading to your usual spot? Are you going anywhere new for vacation?
1: Um, We're going to one of the usual spots. We figured it was best to go someplace we already knew. Mm -hmm. You know, given how things are, if places have closed up, if we're caught off guard or by surprise by something like that. We'll have options in our back pocket, you know. Sure. Ideally. So we figured it would be a the best way to handle
0: this year anyways. When was the last time you took a vacation? Did you vacation in twenty twenty? Or has it been no, a year and a half? Good for you. Good for you. Ready ready Oscar to get coming out of here. No Oscar no, he coming.
1: Go on his own vacation though. Go stay with uh the in-laws. They'll enjoy having him for a week or so. Um their house has been a little quiet with their own, you know, dog having passed away. Oh, uh,
0: that would be nice for them. You know, so
1: that'll be nice
0: for sure. All right. Uh, when
1: do you leave? Oh, I'll probably be busy Sunday getting the dog situated, sure. and then we'll head out Monday, probably.
0: I ask not to talk scheduling, though we can. I ask because Sunday night, I recommend you be watching the Peacock. Because there is an NXT show that I believe is going to be very good.
1: And what is the name of this NXT show?
0: This is the 2021 version of NXT TakeOver In Your House, hosted by the man himself, Todd Pettengill. So it's going to have, I'm assuming, the old 90s set. Uh, And there are five matches. Was Uh, Todd
1: Pettengill around in the 90s?
0: Yes Todd Pettengill was ninety like probably ninety five ninety six was his heyday um you know he hosted the Saturday morning show you know he was he was the he was kind of the mean gene of but he was he was a hip cool mean gene Okerlund.
1: are you saying that mean gene Okerlund was neither hip nor cool
0: He did as you saw sing the national anthem or America, the beautiful uh, before WrestleMania was So anthem. I believe, yeah, I believe he was hip and cool, but you know, I, I enjoyed Todd Pettengilt quite a bit. He was, he was my guy. So I'm looking at a photo of this man. Cause I know the name. Yeah. You need a nineties photo, not the, like the more recent photos. He, he went like a little, like the boy band frosted tips thing. After his WWE career was over. This
1: must be him in the 90s because he's he's wearing like a purple plaid suit jacket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't recognize this man. It was like if you took, you know, when Mike O'Malley hosted Guts, it was that kind of guy. He was like the Nickelodeon kind of. Okay. Sort of picture of him in front of a Royal Rumble sign.
1: And that looks more familiar.
0: All right. Yeah. You might have it. missed it again. You, that was you kind of had fallen out of wrestling by that time. So. No,
1: that's true. I really wasn't watching during the In Your House era. So. Yeah. That might be why.
0: You know, I think it. I think it was that first episode. Like they gave away a house. Yeah. You know, that was the whole. That was the whole gimmick. Was. I think I kind of remember the,
1: the advertisements for In Your House. I don't think yeah. I ever saw an In Your House. And I think it's around that time that I stopped watching. So.
0: All so right. I want to, I want to talk to you about the show, if only because you're not going to know any of these people. And I, but I do, I do think I understand you're going to be busy. You're going on vacation. You might not get to watch it, but I think you would enjoy a lot of what's happening, and I think you would enjoy some of these people. So oh. I, I, oh okay, well let's lay it on me then. All right, uh, we'll go from the well. The one non there's one. Match that is not for a title. Uh, and that would be Mercedes Martinez, who you have seen in a May Young Classic. I'm aware of Mercedes. And she is taking on Zia Lee. Who I think you've also seen from the May Young Classic, though you might not remember her. I remember Zyalee. Yep. Uh okay. she has undergone a bit of a transformation. Her and Boa, who are the two Chinese mm-hmm. superstars. Uh there was kind of this weird Thing where they were, you know, basically getting beaten up in this like training session. It was there was one step away from like the old guy with the big wispy white beard sort of thing. Maybe there is even someone like that. But so she has kind of turned into this more darker, no nonsense character. Um, so that match should be good. Yeah. Uh there is going to be a ladder match between Cameron Grimes, aka Trevor Lee. Neither okay. of those names. anything. <laughs> and L.A. Knight, who is otherwise known as Eli Drake.
1: Oh, Eli Drake. Okay. Yep. They're, they're uh, still sticking with that L.A. Knight thing, huh?
0: They are. This is going to be a ladder match.
1: You remember BK Knight? Because
0: that's what I the think shoes? of when I think
1: L.A. Knight. Yes, the shoes. That's I what do. I think of when I hear that name.
0: Uh, this is going to be a ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship. Why? because Cameron Grimes had a gimmick where he came into this huge amount of money. So he has been basically Mr. Moneybags Cameron Grimes. I think you would like Cameron Grimes. Um, And so he's going to these auctions and he's doing all of these things. And Ted DiBiase keeps outbidding him for everything.
1: Oh, Ted DiBiase is, you know, I actually would have accepted it if you had just said he came into some money and he's a rich guy now. I don't think Ted DiBiase needs to be connected at all times to the million dollar belt. Cause really that was a belt you. that he just made up because he didn't have another belt. Right. And he was rich. Yes. So I'm just going to make up my own belt. So yes. I could, could see Cameron another wrestler doing that. Doing that yes. makes perfect sense to me.
0: Yes. But Ted DiBiase has been involved. There's made some uh, enter- entertaining segments and little vignettes. Uh, LA Knight has gotten involved basically defending Ted DiBiase so now the two of them are fighting in a ladder match for the title. So
1: L.A. Knight is representing the million dollar man Ted DiBiase in this match? Uh,
0: kind of, though. I think it's one of those everyone is, is there expecting. a face in this? Technically, I think it would be L.A. Knight, which makes it again. I believe everyone is expecting Ted DiBiase to screw over L.A. Knight and get the belt to Cameron Grimes. So is Ted
1: DiBiase, because to me, Ted DiBiase is, you know, one of those uh, p- perfect all-time heels, whether sure. or not he ever was a face. I don't know, but I don't really remember it at all. Uh,
0: he was in WCW briefly, but that by that point that nah, doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. WCW uh, didn't happen for a little, again. So. It's, you know, he's, he's been there outbidding Cameron Grimes, who is a heel. So I suppose by default, he's a babyface, but and it's not like Ted, he's doing that, any babyface things.
1: And he's just an old man legend now. So by ipso facto, de facto <laughs> ipso, he is just a babyface because he's the old man who yes, everybody's he's the old like, veteran oh, look that, at that everyone's going to the cheer laugh for. and the money thing. <laughs> yeah. Am I doing yeah. a good job pulling the energy cue out this episode? Am I?
0: That was good. <laughs> if I close... That's if I close my eyes, that is GQ.
1: That can be the episode title.
0: (laughs) I love you, GQ. All right. So that match should be good. Um, Okay. An interesting, interesting match that we're going to get a six man tag. The North American champion and the tag team champions are on one team, and all of the belts are on the line. Okay. So the North American champion is Bronson Reed. Okay. I was waiting for the, the classic Doc Manson line. I don't know who that is. Thank you. And the tag team champions are MSK. Never heard of them. Uh, they are taking on uh, Legado de Fantasma. Sure. He's
1: that guy who was the guy.
0: Before. He's King Cuerno.
1: Yeah, Okay.
0: King Cuerno, who is teaming, and his kind of henchmen are Raul Mendoza, who you've seen in the Cruiserweight Classic, and Joaquin Wilde, who was DJ Z. I that you think you know from ah, TNA.
1: Yeah, he's, he's something.
0: All right. <laughs> so yes, MSK was part of, I think, the Radicals in TNA, which might have been after you s- stopped watching TNA. I don't recall.
1: MSK. Who, who are they?
0: Uh, their names in, the, in NXT are Nash Carter and Wes Lee. I don't know who they were before. So they're not bad. But yeah, so this is an interesting match just because, you know, three titles are on the line in a six-man tag, which is interesting, I say. Uh,
1: Uh, Who who gets which belts if there's a pinfall?
0: I would assume Santos Escobar becomes the North American champion and Wilde and Mendoza become the tag team champions. I would
1: assume that whoever gets the pin gets the North American championship and the other two get the consolation prize of the tag team belts that nobody cares about.
0: That would make for an interesting story if that was the case, but I don't know. I'd have to look to see. Yeah, there's no, it hasn't said yet, but that would be interesting that. So then you have, you know, Joaquin wild going for a pin and Santos Escobar gets in there and is like, no, no, I'm getting the pin. That would make for an interesting story. I like the way you book things. Uh, we have our women's title match. The women's champion is Raquel Gonzalez. Okay, who I think was Raina Gonzalez. I think she re- she was in the May Young Classic. I think she had an eye patch. I Think that's, his- <laughs> but she's she's very good. Great. Um, and she is taking on your favorite Ember Moon. I know who that Kay. is. Yep. And our main event is going to be a fatal five way match for the NXT title. Uh, champion Killer Cross is defending against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunn.
1: Who's Killer Cross again? Is he the guy Car- with the lady?
0: Yes, Scarlett.
1: Yeah, okay. I know who that is.
0: Yeah. So, so again, as whether, whether or not we enjoy Johnny Gargano, and he's growing on me with this new character he has. Uh, Pete Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole... Should be a good match. Hi, what Oscar. How are is you? Not
1: mm-hmm. oh, really, what is this?
0: Chicken. Uh,
1: Chicken. the gnocchi that you told me to buy. Well, <gasps> the, the gnocchi. Gnocchi,
2: know, gnocchi from, from the Whole Foods. Right yeah.
1: It came with like a sauce. I thought it was just the frozen. But there was like little frozen
0: sauce. Oh, that would be that would not be the one we usually buy.
1: That is or is not?
0: The one we get, well, we've gotten some before. I think some have come with sauce. The one we usually buy does not come with a sauce. What do you think of the gnocchi?
1: Yeah, it's all right. Is it creamy? Oh, well, thank you. Eating dinner on the air. It's not a bowl of cereal, Tim Johnson, but you'll have to
0: enjoy. Nothing like dinner at 4.01 p.m. Mm, 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 chicken. there you go mm, 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 mm. maybe we'll make gnocchi we do have it alright so yes so I, I'm saying that I think NXT TakeOver In Your House will be an entertaining uh, show it, there is no crowd it will be at the Performance Center so I think if they are going to have a crowd it will be you know again people from the Performance Center that are there but I am looking forward to an entertaining night of wrestling, which is really all I ask for.
1: Well, I, I'm happy for you and I hope you enjoy it.
0: I hope you enjoy it too. Oh, I there it not, is. But
1: thanks.
0: Uh, I wasn't paying attention to the bestie chat. Mrs. Manson sent me a picture of uh, the gnocchi. Yeah. I don't think we've had that one. Quattro yeah. fromaggi, four cheese. Hey. It's good. I'm sure it is good.
1: I don't know if it's like, you know, fresh or something or what good. I'm eating it.
0: I'm down. That's all that matters.
1: I'm down. All right. Um, yeah, what's next? What's next on the chopping block, Mr. In Your House Evangelical?
0: Well, that's this week. Next week it will be Hell in a Cell. Okay. That will be the pay per view that happens. I, I'm not exactly sure. You know, last week we discussed the the releases I believe the Alistair Black Lana group of releases um, was the big story. I don't know that there is a big story from this week. you know, Mickey James has joined MLW. she's producing a women's pay-per-view. that is exciting. The
1: biggest news of the week, I think actually far eclipses anything. That we've ever talked about on the show. And that is? The retirement.
0: Of Leo Rush. Of Leo Rush. You know, I don't love Leo Rush, but I feel bad for him. You never want to retire from injury early. Yes. Is that why he's retiring? Yes. I believe that he suffered. Let's see. Didn't he just show up
1: in some company?
0: AEW and New Japan. He separated his AC joint. Okay. Um, you know, his arm was hanging from his body. He needs to take time off. It became frustrating to, you know, find things he couldn't do. Um, but yes, I believe he has decided to retire. Now, whether or not that is, you know, retirements in pro wrestling are not not, uh, you know, set in stone. He could come back at some point if he chose to. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he is retiring at this point, like you said, he just showed up in AEW at the like Casino Battle Royal or whatever. He just announced he signed with New Japan. That makes me think this might be more legitimate. It's not like he's waiting for a better deal or something. I think he hurt himself and maybe realized that, When you are a little guy as he is, you know, the likelihood that you're going to get injured, I think, is a little more common. And, you know, this injury has kind of scared him into realizing maybe being a full-time pro wrestler isn't exactly what he wants to do. Well, you will be missed, Leo. I tweeted it out earlier. You know, I remember I enjoyed him most when he was Lashley's spokesperson and just kept going, Lashley. Lashley, he could easily be a manager. He could easily be some sort of, you know, personality in a wrestling company. Uh, I don't think he needs to be gone completely, but we'll see. We'll see what he decides to do. But, uh, you know, again, like I said, never, never fun when somebody retires due to injury. So we'll see what happens for now. For Mr. Leo. Uh, Yeah, I saw the other news of the day is that Braun Strowman is asking for five figures for any independent booking. And I'm like, I don't know what the going rate is for independent booking. He's a WWE star. He's a former universal champion. He's huge physically. You know, maybe he wants wants to cash in. Maybe he's asking for $10,000 for an appearance. I don't know. Can't say I blame him.
1: I mean, are you going to show up in... I don't know, some rinky dink local gymnasium. Or are you gonna aim for somebody with some cash like AE dub?
0: I mean yeah. I I'm assuming that's what it is, is you know, plus Braun Strowman, as far as I know, never wrestled in the Indies. So he might not the idea of going to, you know, the Springfield Memorial Armory and you know, changing in a high school locker room or whatever probably holds no appeal to him. So
1: yeah, limited at best, I would say.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's the major news uh, from the world of wrestling, I believe. So that part is done. Are are you going to watch Loki? No. Did you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No. Did you watch WandaVision? No. Are you going to watch any of the Marvel movies coming out this year? Shang-Chi, The Eternals, Black Widow? None of those. Is there one I'm missing?
1: I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's on the on the on the docket, but none of those sound interesting to me. Um if I hear one of them it's real good, maybe I'll watch it, but I don't know.
0: Not particularly Did interested. Watch End- Did you watch Endgame? Yeah, that was good. Is there a movie of any kind, theatrical release or new release that you are excited about? Yeah. I want to see Perfect.
1: Ghostbusters
0: in November. Very true. It was a... Godzilla anniversary and Kong, just yes, Yesterday? Something like the
1: anniversary that. Anniversary
0: yesterday, the day before?
1: Yeah, yeah. They made a big so. deal online calling it Ghostbusters Day, but whatever. I didn't pay too much attention to it, but... I think they released some more photos of the movie. I don't think they did any more clips, so just photos and some t-shirts that you could buy.
0: Would you be watching the clips even if they had them?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, probably. I, I think okay.
0: I, I've sometimes the sometimes you story. try not to watch stuff on it.
1: Sometimes yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. That there's much there to spoil for me. Um, I mean, I guess they could give away the entire movie in a trailer, but so far they've done a good job with what they've released, and it hasn't been, um, it hasn't been awful like most movie promotions. So, really, most movies I, I wa- have. You, I don't even notice this. But even more so recently, they've started putting movie trailers in front of a movie trailer. Like the movie trailer is like three minutes, right? But in front of it, they'll have like five to ten seconds of a movie trailer saying, "You're about to watch the trailer." Have you seen that new phenomenon? Yes, yes. I I hate it. I hate it because I feel like sometimes from watching just that ten seconds, I'm like, that that that. That clip, that glimpse, that half a second that they're showing me, that's the climax of the film. Um, I I just I hate whoever's editing these things. Like I want I want mystery when I when I watch a film, I want to experience it and watch the story unfold. Like I understand not all movies have stories that unfold. Right. I mean, any Michael Bay movie doesn't really have a story. It's just a series of things that happen. Um, And so it doesn't really matter if they spoil that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know for most part movies that I engage with and enjoy. Um, there's at least something in terms of a character arc. And it's one of the reasons why I have trouble with prequels of any kind is because once you know where the characters are going, it limits the amount of suspense that you can have throughout. And I feel like a lot of trailers do that. They show you stuff that's clearly from the climax of the film. And so just by seeing it through osmosis, almost, you're you're aware it's like you know horror movies you're this person's gonna survive I didn't see that person you know what I mean like it's just too much of it, it just it all just sort of I hate it I hate most promotion for films that's what I'm trying to say I said that in the first five seconds and then I waxed on about it for five minutes I'm sorry DC I hate movie trailers for the most part anyways hello back to you
0: no I realized that was your, ra- after your rousing discussion of Army of the Dead last week. I am content to let you talk about whatever. Including so. pomegranates. Exactly. Um, yeah, I you know, the fact that Black Widow is the next Marvel movie, and kind of like you said, you know, it is a it is a prequel, so you know that not a lot's gonna happen. David Arbor being Red Guardian, I'm excited about. But the fact that they're refusing to do it on Disney Plus, like you have to go to a movie theater to see it, makes me think I'm not going to see it. Because while I have felt more comfortable being out and about, I went to the ice cream place. I did not have a mask on. Granted, it is all outside, but I did not have a mask on. Um, I don't know that a movie theater is really someplace I'm going to want to go in the next month or two.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just... This Black Widow is... She's a fine supporting character, but... Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, uh, Scarlett um, Johansson is a great actress. I've enjoyed her in many movies beyond the Marvel universe. But she's just... She's one of the, to me, least interesting Marvel characters. Not least of which because she has no superpowers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's just... I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not interested, I guess. I don't know.
0: That's fine. I, you know, I uh, spoilers. If you haven't seen Endgame, if you're the one person in the world that hasn't seen Endgame, the fact that she dies makes, you know, again, it's going to be great. Taskmaster dies. I love that. It's a comic book. She
1: can come back at any time for any. I reason. understand.
0: That. I understand that. I love taskmaster. As a villain, the whole idea of photographic reflexes I always thought was very cool. So the idea that he can watch something and immediately know how to, you know, adopt a fighting style or something like that—I'm excited for that part. But the the Black Widow story in this movie is not going to do a ton for me. Uh, Shang Chi looks good. I have no idea what's going on with the Eternals. I will probably watch the first episode of Loki this evening because um, that's out today. That will be fun. I'll enjoy that. Owen Wilson being whatever character Owen Wilson is should probably be a good time,
1: but Tom Riddleman is a real good actor too. Like Tom, he he's got some good, he's got some good acting chopolas. He's such. Is a good he related ruler. to Matt
0: Riddleman? Are they? Bro, I are think they I think
1: they are. I think they're bros. Yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're bros.
0: I think you know it's possible at a uh, hell in a cell you'll get to see the team of R K bro.
1: Oh boy.
0: Orton and Riddle, what everyone wants to see.
1: Well, I won't be watching that either, so I'm okay with it.
0: Come on. Nah. All right. That Riddle sucks. Unless you want to, you know, talk shop about uh, this ranking show we may or may not do at some point. Uh, I, I suppose we should totally we get, to to get to the emails. Now, huh? <laughs> I think, you know, I feel like because we now have a scoring sheet and because we're going in order and, you know, I'm a little nervous because there's just more moving pieces to this than we usually have. It'll be fine. So I'm, I'm sure it will be. But yes, at some point we should record. I think we're
1: getting some performance anxiety. I think we just need to. because We've been talking about it for so long. You see, I think we just need to get in there and do it and see how it feels. And then we'll find the rhythm. and. We will, you know, reach a satisfying conclusion for us all.
0: If the episode lasts longer than four hours, should we consult the doctor?
1: <laughs> um, yes, particularly if in those four hours we do not reach completion.
0: Okay. I'm sure everyone is on edge for that now our podcast email. at ddcwrestling.com um the mysterious tim johnson uh makes uh, another appearance in this email i am i'm very grateful that someone anyone has taken the time to email us uh and so i i'm excited to hear what tim johnson has to say subject line two weeks in a row good day to you too
1: Last week's episode was a strange mix of emotions for me as I listened. Hearing DC be truly touched, not like that, Doc, about finding a new listener gave me goosebumps. I am fairly certain Doc stifled a laugh as he was reminded of the European invasion that almost was. GQ is no longer with us, he had a good run. Ideally, we will get to hear his thoughts randomly through an email every now and then, or a quick cameo. I shared how I've been listening to the Corona Cup, but I also have listened to the full sound scary catalog. I too will revisit theaters for afterlife. At this point, it is safe to say I will listen to pretty much whatever you two send across the podcast feed, almost as if I have developed some type of oral Munchausen syndrome. Is that possible? Doc, tell me it is. It is. With that, I have a question. When is it is best to send the emails? When is it best to send the emails? Should I send it right after I listen to the episode with my random thoughts? Or should I do it on a Wednesday just prior to your recording? I'm sure my thoughts will become more interesting as the weeks go on. Wishing you both all the best. Tim, P.S. No Twitter for this guy. Resetting geriatric Facebook passwords on a daily basis is enough social media for me.
0: I appreciate your email, Tim. I appreciate that it was full of passion, a sense of adventure, and some vitality. So thank you again for the emails. Uh, As for when is it best to send it, send it whenever you feel like. It depends on what you're
1: commenting on. If it's something from the episode, maybe you would send it right away. But if it's a more open-ended question, like our bestie Glenn tends to give us these hypothetical situations, um,
0: you know, before we record anytime. Yeah, I think so. You know what I like best about Tim's emails? Hmm. He's not trying to take over the show. No. He's not, try- he's not trying to make this all about him. He's not trying to, you know, get himself over on our airways. It's just an email that he's sending to say hi. And that's what we want from these. I don't want someone coming in who's going to try to make themselves a star on our air. I'm too spiteful for that.
1: But what about when Glenn and Jeremy send us emails that that advertise the piece of
0: business podcast? They're advertising something. If somebody wanted, to, you know. What, I, what, I, what about when Mitchell emailed us about Podfreak? Also available on podcast our,
1: repository of choice. Our,
0: our besties like Glenn and Jeremy and Mitchell, who have given us week after week and month after month, and at this point, year after year of feedback and support. I have no problem promoting their thing, But don't you
1: think, like, just reaching back into our past, I mean, somebody like Pov, who emailed us for every week, week after week after week, don't you think that the same explanation could apply to them? They They, they provided us with feedback and interest and support. They
0: did. They did. And then they tried to, they tried, I think, and we haven't heard from Pav in a long time. I think he's a missionary uh somewhere in like Myanmar or Burma, whatever they call it these days. Uh, I think someone like Pav tried to make himself such a part of the show, like tried to make himself like the third co-host. He was trying to make a rotating co-host chair when there was none. And that an rubbed email? me. I think so. If you go back and look at some of his emails, I've deleted them all cuz we've we've just erased that from from our life. But you know, I I think he was trying to make it this, you know, this thing, this thing where he was 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 he like did he take somebody else's identity? Did he try to like become somebody else and then, you know, no, have this it was, big reveal kind of
1: storyline, you see, where he was
0: I don't need a storyline. Some line. sort of coroner,
1: right? Who was getting yeah, in touch? Yeah, with... I don't
0: need. I don't need a storyline to be part of this show. Glenn doesn't give us a storyline. Che and Brandon and Mitchell don't give us storylines. They ask questions. They take they part exist in the conversation
1: on their merits as individual people whom
0: we appreciate yes. for who they are. If you want to do a storyline, host your own show and then tell us about it, and we'll promote it. Hmm. like Pod Freak, like the piece of Business podcast. Speaking of which, one of the hosts of the piece of Business podcast, Glenn, sends us an email, Back to the Future, Part 3. Hi, guys. Another time travel hypothetical tonight.
1: If you can go back in time to meet a 14-year-old you, what advice do you give yourself to improve your life, but not as much as to change history? For me, it would be Be a bit more sensible with your money as you grow up and make sure you buy your own home when you have the chance. Thanks, as always, Glenn.
0: Speaking of history. If I could go back to 14 year old me, I would say, D.C., on this new computer that your family has, you can go through and delete browser history. (laughs) you might want to learn how to do that. That would change. That would improve my life, but it wouldn't change history so much.
1: That's fair. Um, hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure 14 year old me would have listened to anything I had to say. So that's a good point. Seems a little futile <laughs> in some ways. Huh? Hmm. I guess I would tell myself to invest in Bitcoin during my <laughs> during my early graduate career. It wouldn't change yeah. history
0: for the world, but it would
1: change history for me.
0: Bet on the Red Sox in two thousand four. Yeah, right. I don't know. Um, you know, I could say, "Hey, when you get to college, and you and this other guy seem to be competing for the attention and affection." of this girl from New Hampshire, uh, just understand you're going to have completely lost touch with the girl and be very good friends with the guy. I might say that.
1: Huh.
0: I don't think that would now, I could have read anything. that wrong. I could have read that wrong. It seemed like we were both interested in the same person at that time.
1: I mean... Yeah, but only one of us had a chance.
0: Actually, if I if I if I am correct in what's going on with her now, I don't think either of us had a chance cuz I don't think either of us um no, we, we 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 were we were not what she was looking for. Let's just say that.
1: Well, that's fair. That's fair. But you know, college is a time for people to learn about themselves and explore and to figure out who they're going to be if they're not already sure. So, you know, I'm okay to have helped, to have helped contribute to that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: I would also like to tell 14 year old me that there are other people who are as nerdy about wrestling as you are and hey, just wait.
1: Don't be so spiteful. That's what you should say to, to your 14 year old self.
0: Just think where we feelings. be today. If I hadn't been so spiteful, (laughs) I've ruined so many opportunities. Uh, All right. Our last email comes from Che. It is a sciencey question. So I'm going to read it because I'm not the scientist. Hey guys, why do we dream and why are some so realistic yet? Some are so far fetched and fantastical. Do you ever have a recurring dream or do you remember a dream that sticks out for any particular reason? Hope you're all wedded well and good all the best Che. doc you're a scientist you are i believe you have a phd in dream science Accurate. if i if i'm correct yep. uh what what is what is dreaming about um
1: before i answer that question dc yes what do you think dreaming is about if you had to sum up why we dream or or what what is it what is the purpose of dreams what would you what would you say
0: I would believe it has something to do with our subconscious mind. You know, the brain is still active while we are dreaming while we are asleep. And so whether it's our subconscious mind or something to that effect, there's just things that are going on inside of our brains that are causing us to see and hear things in a dream. Um, you know, I I don't buy too much into dream analysis, but I do think that the the worries of real life can sometimes, you know, if, as your brain is kind of processing things, can can work their way into a dream, whether literally or through metaphor. Um, that's what I would say. How right am I, dream scientist Doc? Manson? Yeah,
1: you're fine. I mean, the, the general consensus that I'm aware of, anyways, is it's just sort of um our brains doing the processing that it needs to sort of take the experiences that we've had whether conscious or subconscious and arrange them in a way that the brain is able to store and make sense out of in some sort of hierarchy whatever it is going on in those little brain cells of ours um it's sort of like on computers Um, defragging was a thing back in the day, you know, rearranging bits of data. So they line up and so they're stored together and easier to access and things like that. It's I've heard it described that way for the human brain. And I think something like that is probably true. Um, if certainly if dream science has advanced since I last heard that, I wouldn't be surprised either, but that makes sense to me.
0: How quickly when you wake up from a dream, how quickly do you then forget what you were dreaming about?
1: Depends on the dream. I think most of the time, almost instantly. Um, yeah. But I think every once in a while, it sticks with you.
0: Okay. Uh, recurring dream.
1: I've had some recurring nightmares. I think I've talked about them on the show before. Um, from when I was a kid in that house and snakes and things coming out sure. of the floor. Um, but. I don't know if I've mentioned this one on the show. There's one dream. It wasn't a recurring dream, but I remember it. Um, a lot of times dreams are interesting to me, like personally, because they're sort of like a horror movie. and I, Nightmares anyways. They're like a horror movie that I'm directing and writing and starring in or you know, some degree of and experiencing. It's a horror movie that I get to experience while I'm asleep. So I actually kind of like yeah. nightmares. I think nightmares are neat. Uh, in that way, I I, I kind of, I do, I kind of enjoy them the way that I enjoy a horror movie, I think. And, um, I had one nightmare once where I don't remember really what it was about. All I remember is like overall, like I remember overall, but not the minutia. There was a demon of some sort that was masquerading as a person and me or my dream cipher character was hunting down this demon. And I remember the thing with this demon was when it killed you, it basically, its mouth was like razor blades and like it skinned you alive, um, basically. And I just remember, I remember that nightmare because I remember the feeling of being skinned. And it was so intense, like it was real, you know what I mean? And that's just has sort of stayed etched in my mind that feeling Did that you I wake felt. up
0: and you had peeled off some of your skin.
1: I had not, but it certainly felt like it, you know,
0: I've had dreams where I feel like I have lost an arm. Okay. And I'll wake up and I'm like sleeping on an arm and it is just completely None. like that. Like, yeah. And yeah. you know, my wife will wake up and I'll be like standing in the living room, like doing this The old chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had the recurring dream. I think I've talked about this with my teeth falling out. Um, and you know you're just essentially spitting up broken teeth, Blah. which is not pleasant. No. Um, and then I I have a lot of dreams where I am trying to get someplace and I can't make my body move, which makes sense because your body is somewhat paral- p- paralyzed, paralyzed. Um. When you're asleep to keep you from acting out the dreams. I just remembered. Okay, I, I, I believe I, I
1: have been having another recurring dream. Um, you know, like back in the day, I used to have a recurring dream. This probably went all the way through undergrad, grad school. I would have that recurring dream. where I was back in high school and I couldn't remember the combination to my locker and that would just become a thing. Yep. Um, and that was awful. More recently, I've been having a recurring dream that I signed up for courses like to take night courses at a, like a community college or like a state college or something. And I don't remember why. I mean, obviously I'm trying to get credits for something and something. And I just like, I sign up for the course and then I forget to go like after work. Yep. And then eventually like it's test day and,
0: I've had I've had the dream where I, I don't know where the class is. Right, so I have there's to that. To figure yep. out, I can't figure out where the class is. It's, you know, it's finals time and I've never been to the class.
1: I can remember, yes, that's happened. I can remember like I had to drive to the student union because I needed to get a parking pass and like I mm-hmm. went inside and it was a labyrinth trying to get inside to get to the counter and then eventually yep. getting there and then trying to get my way back out. Then by the time I got back out, it's, like, way after nightfall and, like, oh, I guess I missed class again. Like, it's so weird that my brain has constructed now, like, it's too far past high school. You can't keep dreaming about high school and having this general anxiety dream about your locker. So instead, we're going to (laughs) pretend on a recurring basis that you've signed up to take classes (laughs) at a community (laughs) college.
0: What's nice about that is when we're fifty-five, we'll be having dreams that we're supposed to podcast, but we can't figure out how to find a microphone. Yeah, right, right. Um, no, I, but again, I think those dreams are, you know, the, the I'm trying to get someplace dream, and I can't figure out. Like, obviously, something is on my mind. Something is stressful. You know, there there are times where I've had the, um, you know, the teeth falling out dream, and I wake up, and it's just a matter of oh. I didn't brush my teeth before I fell asleep. Let me go do that. And then it's fine. But it's interesting, you know, that those I have a coworker. Those are
1: my Because, like, you know, the demons and stuff like that, those are the ones I find that are cool and I'm excited by yes. when I wake up and I want to write them down in a journal so I don't forget. It's the ones where I can't remember my locker combination, I can't get the class, I'm late for a test. Those are the ones that are true nightmares. because, And they're so frustrating to me that I'll wake up feeling that Anx that anxiety that I think most people feel from a regular nightmare
0: this idea copyright twenty twenty one d d t wrestling um I would like to make a horror movie in which that is the horror movie element. You can't get into your locker, you can't figure out how to get to the class when you get to the class like they're taking a test that you haven't studied for, you don't even know what the material is,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't think anyone would watch it, but it would be an interesting. I press. can't
1: read in my dreams. And that's that is another recurring constant um, facet of these frustration was there dreams a, of mine.
0: Was there a Batman the Animated Series episode where they talked about that? Because that's immediately what popped in. I think there's a Batman episode where it was dreaming and you can't read in a dream. Right. For some, some people
1: say that they can, but they can't really like they they just sort yeah. of subsume the information. But I legitimately have dreams where I'm trying to read something and I cannot. I try to read it and, like, the letters are just moving and changing. And, like, just I cannot make sense of it. And that is another Hmm. one of those recurring nightmare things of being unable to read that becomes frustrating. I become, and regardless of what the dream was about, I become focused on that. Sure. And that's what I'm feeling when I wake up.
0: What is a pleasant dream that you can remember from? either recently or just in general and how pleasant you choose to go is entirely your choice.
1: Well, there's this one time I was dreaming that I was hunting this demon and when it ate (laughs) like it would skin you alive. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have too many dreams that I remember to be honest. Um, I think by the nature of it, as we sort of discussed around already, I think you tend to only remember the ones that are frightening or Mm -hmm. frustrating
0: or, I tried dream oh, really journaling God. once. Yeah. I tried dream journaling once, except I, the act of writing down the dream woke me up and I couldn't go back to sleep. So after like two nights, I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah. I I do remember one dream of being like in a canoe on a lake by myself. You know, beautiful day, I'm the only one in the canoe and I'm paddling and like there's an island I'm heading to, but just that sense of Like at no point did I fall out. I wasn't drowning. The canoe didn't start leaking. It was literally just paddling. And that I woke up and was like, Why the fuck can't I have dreams like that all the time? That was it was it was lovely. Yeah. Made me want a canoe. Canoes are nice. So what are your thoughts on lucid dreaming? Is that can you can you train yourself to control your dreams, or is that people say you can, so I mean
1: I guess I don't see why not, but I I can't do it. That's I'd like all to. I know.
0: I'd like to. I'd like to see the horror movies you could come up with if you could control your dreams and be like, can I get a demon up from there? Yeah,
1: um, they they kind of go into that idea in the Nightmare on Elm Street series to some extent. Um, the third one, the Dream Warriors, you know, sort of finding your inner strength and how that manifests. In your dreams maybe you're super strong maybe you're a wizard maybe you know and there's the the idea of a dream master although their power tends to be being able to group people's collective consciousnesses together to share to bridge a dream amongst multiple people um, but yeah so they say kind of get into it into it like stuff like that in a nightmare on Elm Street for sure but anyways all right thanks for the wonderful email Che
0: and to Glenn and to Tim. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Tim. Uh, piece of positivity time, my friend. What do you got?
1: What do I have for my piece of positivity this week? Well, DC, I'm glad you asked. Because let me tell you, my piece of positivity this week is something that I have thought about quite a bit. And I selected before we got into this episode. Because I knew that at the end of the episode, you would ask me about a piece of positivity and I should have a topic ready to go. So I wouldn't have to just, you know, sort of stall while trying to come up <laughs> with some of sort of topic to, to to talk about. So, you yep. know, I think I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give the floor to you because I'm just I'm so eager to know what it is that you bring. Sure. Uh, and I will follow up with mine after that. But you already know. Yeah, that, that I clearly have, you know, already um, premeditated and decided upon. Hey, Doc. Yes, sir.
0: It's draft season.
1: Uh, hey, but no, it's even wonderful about draft season. This is probably your piece of positivity.
0: You don't got to do it. <laughs> like, well, you don't got to run is, That is my piece of positivity because uh last year... Um, because I was engaged in the Corona Cup and I was doing this, this tournament, um, I, I asked Jeremy, our, our bestie Jeremy, uh, if he would help me sort of kind of keep the train on the tracks, which he did because he is a fantastic guy. And in fact, um, he did more of the training on the tracksing than I did. So this year, I was like, you know what? We've been doing the draft for five years, six years at this point. Um, I think it's time for me to step aside, at least for now, maybe forever, but at least for now, um, and take part in the draft as a participant and not have to do all of the work involved with uh, running and facilitating. And so our friends at the Peace of Business podcast, Glenn and Jeremy – uh, we're happy and eager to take on the challenge of running the draft. So the DDT draft is now the POB draft for the piece of business podcast. Um, and again, I am very much looking forward to just being able to draft. Maybe this year I will come up with an actual strategy because usually I just wing it because I'm too busy doing other things, Um but I'm very much looking forward to it. It's gonna start after, I believe they said after Hell in a Cell. So you've got a week or so. Doc, if you're interested, I am sure Glenn and Jeremy would love to have you on board taking part in the draft. Though since it's not our draft, I also understand if you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm good. We, we we have a ranking show we'll do at some point. And so that might take up, you know, more of our time. We've got the we gotta rank all the people who are in WrestleMania. So your thoughts.
1: I think that's a great piece of positivity. And I'm glad that you're going to get to fully bask in the experience of participating in a draft without being able to just change the rules whenever you feel like it to make I, things go I mean, your vi- way.
0: I'm very much enjoying it. I, you know, I expect, of course, um, to get the first draft pick because, you know, it it's the draft like you know it's kind of my baby I, I expect to get the first pick i actually kind of expect i think i should get the first pick and the last pick in each round um as a special thing uh, my rosters will be twice as big as everyone else i kind of think you course. should just get
1: every pick because i mean you are an only child i think it's only fair that we should probably have a draft I, group that is just draft group dc um
0: and it's just you in there by yourself you, you you say that uh this is not a uh this is not a a piece of pot. well, it is a piece of positivity, I suppose. Um I, I'm currently in the middle of an eight bracket round robin tournament featuring all the rosters of the WWE umbrella. Um that's that's absolutely very much the kind of nerdy thing like twelve year old DC would have done involving, you know paper and rolling dice to determine who wins and all of that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm kind of doing my own draft sort of thing. So I'd like to be involved with other people. I would just like a serious competitive advantage to make sure I get all the people that I want. Yeah. But I I kid, of course, I will, I will happily follow whatever rules Glenn and Jeremy tried. They've already told me on a piece of business podcast. They have already hinted that they are going to tweak the rules a little bit. And I am more than willing to to see what they come up with. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. So that's my piece of positivity. Uh, <clears throat> Doc, thank you for waiting. You were very patient. Uh, I hope you didn't forget the one you already had picked before we started. Yeah, of course not. What do you got?
1: Uh, I am going to talk this week about NextLander.
0: Okay. What is that?
1: Next lander is the new project <laughs> from Vinny Caravella, Brad Shoemaker, and Alex Navarro, the three former editors of Giant Bomb. Oh, they're about together it. It starting a new thing. Um, they just released an episode zero of a new podcast. They've opened up a Patreon. They're going to be building their own site. They're doing Twitch streams. Um, so basically, they're going to be doing their Giant Bomb stuff just at a new home, um, you know, to hear them sort of explain it, reading between the lines. Um, this allows them to be more directly connected with the community, more directly responding to the fans and what the fans want without having some sort of corporate overlord over them, telling them what can and cannot be done, not having to worry about percent growth on an annual basis and things like that, as long as ends are being met. And I think that's great. Um, it's only was announced about two days ago. I think there's somewhere around 10,500 patrons, patrons at this point. And assuming everybody was at the minimum $5 level, you're talking well over half a million dollars a year to split amongst the three of them, which is great. And I'm jealous. And DC, why don't we have half a million dollars coming in? Just kidding. I love you
0: all. Just wait for the ranking show. That's, that's what's going to get us over. That's what's going to get us over the hump. They're at, they're at 10,678 patrons. And one of those yeah.
1: is not yet Doc Manson, but it probably will be before too long.
0: So yeah, if it's at $5, well, to be fair, doing the math, 10, oh, I suppose a year. Yeah. A year. That's, that's 53, that's $53,000. A month. A month times 12, $640,000 a year. And yeah, mind
1: you, okay. a good chunk of that pay, uh, Patreon is taking for their fees, you know, so probably you they're going to lose up to 30% of that, but that's still a nice chunk of change a nice chunk of change.
0: It gives us something to aspire to.
1: Yeah, and I'm, you know, I love those guys. I love their personalities. Again, I've been following them for forever. So knowing that they're not just voices that are now going to fade out of existence and there's a place where I can continue to go to hear from them uh, has made me a happy camper for sure. Uh, so next Lander.
0: Makes you wonder when GQ is going to announce his podcast, Breaking Away From Us. And when he does that, you know, I'm going to demand my microphone back. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> oh. As always, Doc Manson, and enjoy. I don't know where the last hour and 15 minutes went. It was a pleasure, as always, spending this time with you uh, on episode 276. I actually made a point to, rec- to figure out what episode it was, because I often have no idea. Uh, but we're approaching two three hundred, not two hundred. We did that already. Yeah, we're know, approaching I'm episode three hundred. Hey, think of the storylines that can be told in <laughs> anticipation of episode three hundred. Yeah, just think. Uh, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night?
1: Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at ddt wrestling. Dot com. If you want to listen to our back catalog, head on over to ddtpod.com or and or find us on your podcast repository. I have to rework this. This is not flowing anymore. But yes, or on your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how good you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC Doc. It helps us keep the lights on. It supports everything that we do. It helps us watch the network and um all that good stuff so thanks i
0: love you it does in fact keep that podcast train chugging uh chugging by the way if you like podcasts uh you might want to search on apple for joy of booking that might be something you want to do i think it's on google, google now th- too throwing throwing it out there there's a podcast called joy of booking uh it's got a mr perfect doll holding up a a chicken with a title belt um because doc manson's a creative genius so you might want to check out that podcast. So all, all of my nerdy stuff now has a home. It will no longer sully Doc Manson's <laughs> beautiful DDT wrestling. It's going to make
1: it a lot easier to sort the podcast feeds on the website. That's
0: for sure. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on this fun-filled episode. I hope I wasn't as spiteful as I really wanted to be. Until we meet again, my friends. Won't don't shake your head. <laughs> I would say it was about a seventy five percent spite.
1: I would I would say you were about, you know, three quarters of the way to a full spite in this episode.
0: Yeah. So spit? Yeah. That would be eighty percent. Alright. I was spitful. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting there. <laughs> if this were a game of horse. Until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be our bestie?